this time you can hear me say welcome if not then back to you all too and right back at you i'm zane i'm selma hayek and that is selma hayek yes i'm amrick and it's good to be back and it's good to look at your boobs sorry <laughs> i shouldn't say that oh god yeah i'm not even selma hayek but i still feel uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. it's it's been a fun day it's been a fun it's been a fun few weeks um i say a few weeks we we did record last week yeah but we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're doing it weekly again, so stay tuned until we eventually I don't know yeah. give give up. But we probably won't give up this time. We'll, we'll be we'll be back for good. Yeah, stay tuned and please bear with us and put up with us. Exactly. Well, we're back. We're recording together again, <laughs> and it's good to be back. It really is. Um, I I had the very strange experience this morning of uh, waking up and and obviously I texted you. I said, "Do you know? Do, do you want to do the podcast?" And you're like, "Yeah, let's do the podcast." So. Come over whenever you can. So I got up, I um, got myself a bit ready, and I walked outside to the roadworks going on outside of my house, literally on the pavement. They ba- they basically just penned you into your driveway. They penned me into my driveway, and um, and so I looked at the guys who were working, and like they've locked in one part of the driveway with their with their fucking huge truck, and they blocked in the other half of the driveway with like actual gates. So I said to them, I was, I was like. I need to leave, and they were like, "What? You want to go?" And I'm like, y- "Yes, I, I want have a to- podcast to record. I have a podcast to record. Like, I want to leave my house." And they were like, oh, "Okay, fine. Like, okay." And then I and so they opened the gates for me, and as I'm, as I'm reversing, like I'm waiting for the cars on the main road because I live on the main road. I'm waiting for the cars on the main road to let me go, and, and one of them just like, "Okay, go," <laughs> and I was like, "Man." Uh, these guys are so spiteful, but also, if, if I didn't find it funny, I'd get kind of pissed off, but I was finding it really funny how they were like, okay, fine then, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to be stuck in your house all day, then just fucking go. It so, would amaze you if they're like, nope, you can't leave. You can't leave, yeah, you're stuck here forever. This, this is your life now. Your house is very much in walking distance, it's just, you know, I would have had to walk. <laughs> I mean, who walks nowadays? <laughs> we have legs, operational legs. The, can... the listeners don't know that. Listeners don't know that. That's very true. They've ever actually seen us. No, they haven't actually. That's a good point. We could do. We could do. I'm. I'm happy to do like video podcasts. But I always yeah. look like shit whenever we do these because I'm like doing nights, and then oh, I'm I'm doing like shows, and then we come to record in the morning, and I look like shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the beauty of being like a radio center or podcast. It doesn't really matter how you look. Yeah, exactly. As long, right. as, you, long as you haven't got like laryngitis or something, you're good to go. I'm like I'm wearing the same clothes that I went to the show in yesterday. Like I went and performed in this Under Armour t-shirt, <laughs> and I feel like that should hopefully explain any any bad smells that you might be smelling. Smell of vision brought to you by American Zane. You know what you were saying last time about the using like female deodorant? It's so much more effective. Oh yeah, it's without a doubt. <laughs> it's like such a game changer. Like not not only do your underarms smell better, but they are softer. Because I, I, I went through a period where, like, 
I was using the Show for Men, right? Okay, so we're not going to get sponsored by Show for Men ever now because I'm dissing them, but fuck them. Show for Women. <laughs> show for Women, on the other hand, yeah. I'm, I'm literally using a deodorant now, a roll-on one, which is, it says mum on it. Mm. <laughs> and it's just perfect. Like, it doesn't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't smell myself ever. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm supporter of uh, Dove Women. Nice. They make good stuff. I would definitely recommend if you're a sweaty bastard. <laughs> Dove, send us money. Dove, send us money. <laughs> Dove, send us money. We can do. We can start advertising female products for men. I feel like it's the way forward. We can definitely, we can definitely do that. I mean, you know, men, men can use like sanitary towels and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've got uses. I remember seeing that um, online thing about that guy that's using a sanitary pad as a mask. I think he's Italian, wasn't he? Huh. And it's all over YouTube. That was a great video. That's, that's, I mean, surely your mask is cheaper. Probably, yeah. <laughs> we can put it that way. Continuing like the luxury tax applied to like women's products. I was going to say the pink tax, right? Yeah. The pink tax, yeah. Because yeah, they did a bit on the Daily Show about that. Um, Jazzy, like, did a whole segment mm. on it like a, a couple of years ago. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, so we, we are back talking about the news. So let's get into our first section. The news. Is it called the news or is it called like the catch up? I can't remember. The uh, news cycle. Let's catch up with everything that's gone on the last week. But we don't have anything like fun or clever we... name for it. No, we don't. Because um, it's like, what? We've got Amrix Anime Corner. How about, well, that's news for me. How about that's news for me? Because like none of us have researched the actual news. <laughs> we normally do though. We normally have like entire notepads of news and it's too much normally for the like we once did the news which is like fifty minutes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well well if we if we if we call it well that's news to me. Well that's news to me, okay. Well that it works because that means we don't have to research it and we're just like reading it as as we go through it. Yeah. That's a good okay, I'm I'm down for that. Solid. And then when we when we start list, when we start um appearing to be overly rehearsed, then We'll change the name again. Well, that's news. <laughs> no, that's news. It's news that you've clearly prepared. There. Okay. That's Shall a... we get into, well, that's news to me? Yes. So, <laughs> do we have to say? So every time you're like, you say a headline and I'll be like, well, that's news to me. <laughs> we could. We could till it gets very, very, very annoying. <laughs> It'll get annoying after the third try, but yeah. I mean, let's, let's see how long we can go. Okay. We can do it. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll kick off with the Switch OLED has now taken over as the number one console in sales. Well, that's news to me. <laughs> you don't have to say it. So like... <laughs> like you just found out like your wife is cheating on you. <laughs> I feel like I'd be a bit more pissed off in the inflection. You did sound quite pissed off. <laughs> news to me, piece of shit. <laughs> um, yep. Have you got anything to share for news? Um, I thought we were doing the OLED. I mean, that, you, that's all I've got on you just, yeah, you just introduced that as a topic. That's all I've got on that one. I mean, it's, it's displaced the PS5 and everything else, so I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive. So my I, only... I, I didn't really think it's going to take off that well. My only comment... Yeah, actually, that's a good point. We can talk about the Switch like, like a little bit. I, I really thought it's probably going to be marred by, like, um, uh, supply issues. So that's what's confusing me, right? So all of these, um, all of these electrical products, they all use the semiconductors, which all mm. are in shortage at the moment. Mm. So even like PC components are in short supply and have gone up in demand. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and obviously uh, the prices have just like quadrupled from what mm. I understand. So I'm holding off on being on building a PC mm. for a while now. Yeah. Um and 
what's weird is the PS5 is like massively affected by this, which is yeah. why you have all the stock shortages. Mm-hmm. But the Switch doesn't seem to be as much, and I don't know if it's because like I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they've done it, but I don't know if it's something to do with like the the infrastructure. I, I mean, look, we're not engineers by by any means, but I'm just it's pretty impressive. Like the they've they're getting OLEDs out there, and I mean there were Switch shortages before the PS5 even came out, mm. and now yeah. it's. It's I mean, considering when the pandemic really like kicked off, mm. and then like a switch was like gold dust, it's so difficult to find. Yeah, 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 exactly. But um, any, I mean, I think we talked about this last time. But any, any uh, chance of you getting the OLED, or are you just gonna um, wait till the revision? I mean, I'm very attached to my switch because I got it on release day, and it's a birthday present for my parents, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Before I decide to uh, replace my switch, I get at this moment in time anyway. It's a funny, a funny thing you say that because. Um, your parents also bought my Switch. Well, of course, yeah. 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 They're, they're very nice like that. They're they? very generous. They were just like, look, Amrik had this, and... We feel we should have it Yeah, well. we feel like, you know, there's a law of equivalence. We follow, we're a full metal alchemist family. <laughs> we, <laughs> it's a law of equivalence. It's like, Amrik has this, so we need to buy you one too, just to make, it, make you feel better. But to be honest, like, even if there is, like, a more powerful Switch, I don't think I'd really go for it anyway, to be honest. I I maybe would, but eventually. But I'm I'm not been playing on my Switch that much ever since ever since the PS Five came out. So it's it's hard to kind of justify buying another one. Yeah, I mean I'm very much kind of immersed in the kind of PlayStation back catalogue of like games. Mm, yeah, you've uh, got I mean, a lot to catch up. I on. mean the last thing I played through was Skyward Sword when I finished that in October in August, and I've not touched it since. Did that come out in August? It came well, out. Well, like it came out like um, June time, but then I kind of played half the half of it for on pause and finished it off when I had COVID. So I played, I played it for like oh maybe a day or two yeah. when it came out, and then have not picked it up since <laughs> I mean in all honesty if it wasn't for COVID I probably wouldn't have finished <laughs> if it wasn't for having getting sick with COVID and isolating I probably wouldn't have finished Scarlet Swords because you like for- basically you were forced to sit down yeah I was forced to <laughs> stay in my room so yeah I made the most of that my time I think Miyamoto approves <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's what Miyamoto would have wanted <laughs> it's what Miyamoto would have wanted what did we say last time we were saying like Nintendo oh oh um Ajianuma came up with the, the his own COVID vaccine, but people were, like, annoyed it had motion controls or something. <laughs> like, we, we made a joke about that. I, I, was, I was thinking more of the time when you thought, oh, no, they definitely want to make remake Sky with Sword for the anniversary, and they w- we, went ahead and did. We need, to, we need to go through that anniversary episode again and, like, say all the predictions we made and see how right we are, because um, moving on to our next piece of news, the GTA trilogy came out a couple of days ago, and um, we predicted that. Like, we predicted something along those lines, because yeah. we did say... We like, were, like, a remastered collection. A, re- a remastered collection. Like, we were, we were saying when um, we did the anniversaries episode, we were like, they're going to do something for GTA 3's anniversary, because it's, what, 20-something years or something, mm-hmm. of GTA 3. They're going to do something, and it's also been so long since Rockstar did anything. And boy, have they commemorated their own history. Um, I've not played it myself, but what, from what I've seen... The footage looks okay, but there is a, it's a little rough around the edges. Mm. Um, the Switch version, as you'd expect, isn't amazing from what I've seen. Um, the When you play it on PS5 and Xbox Series X, it still looks good. The character models are very strange to look at, yeah, they if are. you've seen the screen caps from the games. Um, and from what I understand, GTA 3 has been given like the least amount of love, whereas like San Andreas looks pretty good. Mm. Um, and Vice City, which I think is... Just looks amazing, actually. Uh, I mean, there's neon. a fair few divisive opinions about like the quality of it. To be honest, and yeah. a lot of people aren't really happy that some cheats have been omitted. Also, but Rockstar have said like some of these cheats just wouldn't be able to 
it wouldn't translate that well into what cheats. Um, so they have mentioned that there are some cheats that haven't been brought across to the consoles, but they didn't. Im- they haven't stated exactly what cheats. Fucking if they took out the fucking jetpack. Oh man, that'd be so shit. I, I would back. get them return immediately. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? The L1, 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 L1. L1, 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 L1
Mainly because, like, those stupid... Even Mew, to be honest, I've never had one legit. Not legit. I remember exploiting the... Um, the glitch in the yellow. Glitch in and yellow. Red. Yeah. yeah. The, so, what's interesting, right, is... Uh, the Mew... Like, generally speaking, Mew and Jirachi and whatever, like, they were always event Pokemon, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And it's like, that kind of shit just doesn't apply in the, in the modern day. No, it doesn't. Locking it behind an event that happens once every 20 years. I mean, to be fair, like... Um, I remember really enjoying like action replay with Pokemon mm. um, Pearl because yeah. it gave you access to the flute to get Arceus, to the key to get um, Darkrai, and all those kind of Pokemon. So that was really really neat being able to do those. That is neat. Yeah, be able to catch them legitimately it was awesome. Yeah, that is, and you actually get to like do the story bits. To yeah, it, isn't yeah. it? And like the story bits they added onto it was really neat as well. I really enjoyed that. Is it so? It's the story bits in Hot Gold and Soul Silver, isn't it? I'm thinking of where you like you go back in time because yeah, the Celebi for and you find out that like the redhead jerks Giovanni's <laughs> <laughs> son. I I remember playing the when when I was playing Crystal. I remember playing Crystal and I was like seven years old or whatever. Mm. And I remember being adamant that there was something special about the Celebi shrine. Like I thought you could do something. Yeah. And it was just nothing. Like it was just like this is a shrine to an ancient forest Pokemon, and it's like. You couldn't actually do, do anything, anything to it. it. Yeah, it, which sucks because your mind wanders so much as a child. Hmm. Um, so to find out you can't actually do anything was stupid. But then obviously they, they gave it a purpose in the remakes, didn't yeah. they? Wait a second, you get me when Let's Go, don't you? Because of the. Yes, yeah, so you get the Pokeball. Yeah, if you buy the £40 Pokeball Plus, yeah. you get <laughs> one Pokemon. I mean, I, I bought it and then I hated it and then I gave it to one of my friends. <laughs> because uh, if I'm not mistaken, like catching on it was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, it's just controlling anything with it was kind of weird. It felt nice in your hand. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool little... And then you could... It was kind of like the uh, Pokeball Cobra that came up hot, gold, and silver. You could transfer a Pokemon to the Pokeball, mm. carry it around. And it gets so experience. So I, I took it for one of my shifts at work, and I do, like, 10,000, maybe 15,000 steps a day. Yeah. So, like, my Pokemon from level 5 to, like, level 3. <laughs> so it's quite incredible. That is very good. Yeah. That was, like, very easy grinding. Exactly, even though, yeah. Even though these games make it easy to grind anyway. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, XP and, share. XP share, but also, like, so- Sword and Shield, um, straight up, we just give you candies mm. that like, level you up. It's like, man, they are not even making you work for your evolutions anymore. They really don't. They really, really don't. And I'm not complaining, because, like, as an adult, I just don't have the time to grind. No, no, that's as I, true. As, as I did when I was a kid. Yeah. But um, I guess... Well, okay, one quick anecdote. Um, to, to really drive home the grinding, uh, I remember when I was playing Fire Red a few years ago, I used to action replay in Encounters with Wild Steelix just so I could get as much XP as possible when I was grinding. Because <laughs> it was just getting really frustrating. Like Because in, in the first couple of games, all the wild encounters are really weak. Hmm. Um, so when you're grinding, it takes fucking ages because i guess the 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 idea in those games is you don't need to grind you just use your type advantages no of course mm. oh man those were the days when i had more time to grind on my pokemon i know right oh well i'm sure i'm sure um the remakes which are coming out this week will will make it so that you basically don't have to do any grinding so it'll be a good time mm. it should be a good time yeah, I'm looking forward to coming out. I really am. It's gonna be so good to go back to Sino, the Sinnoh region. I know. I have so much nostalgia for Sinnoh. I think um, I know it's like it's not necessarily the best Pokemon game, but I just it has such a special place in my heart. Um, 
it's it's the game that got me back into Pokemon mm. um, as an adult, basically. <laughs> well, as a, as an eighteen year old, a seventeen eighteen year old. So I guess that's that's technically an adult. I mean, yeah, it was very much the game that got me into Pokemon. I'm sure I've mentioned this before mm. on the podcast, but Pal, I remember like walking up into the game, mm. being quite embarrassed to buy a Pokemon game at the age of like fourteen. Yeah, but like enjoying it and loving it and then getting actual replay like I said and that just made the game a lot more enjoyable as well it's great isn't it it's like you you held these specific games to to very like specific periods of your life oh yeah and I remember for me it was like a university in first year I um it's like I wasn't doing too well towards the end of my first year Hmm. and uh, and I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try playing a Pokemon game to cheer me up and I played um, through the first three like first three generations and I was like you know what I've never played past gen three before let me give this a go and and I just immediately clicked with Sinnoh like yeah. I, I just really liked it from the beginning I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna keep um, like keep playing going. the rest of them yeah and that's when I got a 3DS and played the rest of them I mean I kind of had a similar thing like at university like it was very much a bonding experience for the guys in our flat because We'd be there on our laptops, we'd have, like, our emulators, and we'd be just be playing through all the Pokemon games, mm. and just, like, cheering each other on, especially when we, like, defeat the Dragon Gym in um, Hot Gold. Yeah. Like, especially taking down that, um, what's it, that, uh, Kingdra. Yeah, the Kingdra, which has no weakness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 incre- it's, it's amazing, like, just thinking back to these times, it's, just, yeah. It was a good time. I mean, back in the day, like... We are, we are at the age now where we can say back in the day. In my day. In my day. Back in my day when emulators were basically the same as they are now. When you had to, like, save Desmoomi every, like, five minutes because it might crash. crash. They yeah. released a patch for that eventually, didn't they? They did, they did. Yeah, because that, um, that was terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you've just beaten the Elite Four and you're, like, ramming the A button because just in case it doesn't save or if it crashes in the middle of when it's saving you as you're entering the Hall of Fame... But um, I guess now's a good time to segue into the next piece of news. What do you got? Um, the PS5 is one years old. Like today? Uh, as of 23 hours ago, apparently. Oh, well, that's weird. Um, I didn't, there wasn't much fanfare about that, was there? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really want to bring much attention to it, given that many people are still struggling to get one. That's a good point. They were like, ha ha, look, this thing that you guys have been trying to get for years still unattainable for you. I mean, they just kind of highlighted some of the 10 most played PS5 games, which include Fortnite, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, FIFA 21, NBA 2021, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2, MLB The Show 21, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Dark Souls, and NBA 2022. So, uh, what, half of that list of sports games? Yep. One's a Fortnite. Yep. <laughs> One's a Fortnite. <laughs> One's a Fortnite. Um, Call of Duty, I'd never touch. Call of Duty and Destiny are shooters. Uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, obviously, big, big ass series. I have and that and I've not played it. You've not played it? No. You were like really psyched to play it before we got the. Yeah, but then I've got distracted by Yakuza. Ah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, Valhalla's got like so much in it that it does get a little bit tiring, but mm. it's still a good time. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. It's like meant to be a great time. It's beautiful to play. Mm. Interesting story. Um, trippy at moments. Hmm. I recommended, um, so my, my brother bought a PS5, like Nubs, and um, I, he was just asking me, like, what games do you recommend for him specifically? Mm. So I bought him FIFA, because it was a football game, and um, he was just like, what other games do you recommend? And I was like, try Watch Dogs, the PS5 Watch Dogs. Okay. Not because like it's highly reviewed or anything, but it was only £20, mm. and, um, and 
from what I've seen, like, it's a Ubisoft game, there's going to be lots to do, but also it's an open world in London, mm. which I remember when I was watching the footage for it, I was like, I even don't if want the that. Ga- no, but that's <laughs> the thing, like, I, I was just like, I was kind of enamored by the, the little London that they've created, mm. but at the same time, I was like, I don't want to actually play this game, I just want to look at it a little bit, yeah. so... I've got a good compromise here. I can be like, hey, yeah, why don't you put that in and I can watch you play a little bit. Because the only games he plays are uh, FIFA and all the GTAs. What? So it's like... I even said to him, I was like, why don't you just get the, the discless version of the PS5 because then you can just download them. You don't, if you're only playing those and Crash Team Racing. Hmm. And even then, I don't think he played Crash Team Racing like after the first few months of, that, of it being out. But, um, but yeah... People are not able to get PS5 still. No, unfortunately. I mean, we're very, very lucky. We're very lucky. Well, I'm lucky I have you. That that's is, a very good point. That's a very romantic thing to say on the podcast. I was like, I'm so lucky I have you. Aww. <laughs> the Train of Ambivalence, podcast of love. <laughs> and Doug. And Doug. And Doug. Shout out to Doug, wherever you are. Wherever you are. That sounds like we're meeting him in like an hour. God. Also true. <laughs> wherever you are, Doug. We lost you a week ago. <laughs> you lost him at sea. Um, I actually have another bit of news. Um, hacking groups have finally claimed to found the encryption code needed to unlock the PS5. Ah, so... so that could be interesting. That could be interesting. I mean, like, ten, like the possibility for it. You could emulate, um, add custom firmware. I mean, they're really the main, main things. Man, that's what I really appreciate I about... I mean, you wouldn't really want to emulate it, but if you're able to emulate it, that means you're going to be able to get games for it, and then you can... Yeah. You can you can jiggle with things and see what works. Which is, this is what I really appreciate about Xbox, like Microsoft, is that on the Xbox, they specifically put in a developer mode, hmm. and like you can upload your firmware. It's like they basically said, look, we know you're going to hack it anyway, hmm. so... You may as well do it legit. Yeah. Like here you go. Here's the tools to do it. Have fun. Yeah. And I love that. Like I, I think that's such a cool thing to put in. Mm. And it's and if people are able to run like the best quality emulation you can do now. Yeah. Because it's like N sixty four is the best quality and all all emulation that just it's running as best as it can because of the infrastructure that the Xbox mm. has. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. Mm. Like they really embrace the the fringes is the best way to put it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, when you consider the amount of power this console has, like, it could be an absolute powerhouse for emulation. Yeah. I mean, you are kind of, like, in some ways kind of stymied with the amount of, like, storage space you have. Mm-hmm. But it's got so many avenues for potential. It's just impressive. It really is. It really I mean, is. if you're able to, like, run, say, like, Windows on the on the Xbox, mm-hmm. it just opens, like, so many routes you could go for, like, it could be quite incredible, really. Well, that's the thing, because well, from what I understand, all you need to do is just have, like, you, you upload a very specific file type that developer mode uses on the yeah. Xbox, and you can run whatever you want. That's and, neat. And that is very cool. So you've got all these different emulators, but it's not necessarily just emulators you can put on. Mm. And even... So so from what I understand, if you get, like, an Xbox Series S, mm. so the one without the disk drive, and you just get, like, Game Pass, and the developer mode, and sort yourself out on that, you have basically all of gaming at your fingertips. Oh, yeah. If you... if you And that, that's for £300. Like, that is a very good deal. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, think about it. Like, imagine playing Switch games on your Xbox. But that's the thing. People... I've seen people play Wii games. Yeah. And and they work out how mm. to introduce, like, the motion control and stuff like that. And that's weird. It's very strange. That's very weird. But, like, the Wii games have never looked better because it's running off of a fucking Series S. So it's, like, upscaled automatically. 
And I just think, yeah, I just think it's like the, the, the freedom that Microsoft are giving people with that. It's awfully trusting. But it's awfully it's nice. trusting. It's but nice to see. It's really nice to see. And I think, I wish people were a bit more open to it. Um, but I, I think a lot of people just don't know that it has those capabilities from what I understand. Because people, like, it's not raved about it very much. It's not. Except by people in the emulation community. Yeah. I mean, one of the main YouTubers I follow, ETA Prime, he does, like, fantastic work on kind of explaining emulation mm. and, like, how to set up. I mean, like, the little PC I have behind me that runs Batacera, he's basically has a tutorial ready for that. Yeah. Which is amazing, and it's, it's really incredible. God you bless tech YouTubers, because, oh, like, yeah. they, they do the tutorials of the guides that I just would never have the <laughs> attention span to actually read. That, Especially that. the ones where they go step by step and show you exactly where you're doing it and you feel you feel weirdly intelligent by just following a, a video. Oh yeah. And I don't know I can't explain like I told my friend, um I was like, Oh yeah, I hacked my PS Vita and then what I had to do is because the PS Vita only has like seven gigs of uh, internal memory and Sony only let you use proprietary proprietary S D cards, um, which don't let you have more than like 20 gig Hmm. um i had to essentially download a a tool called like sd to visa and it's it tricks the visa into thinking that the sd card is part of its internal memory i mean it's impressive what you have to do just to like jump through the hoops to get it to work exactly and then it's can't you it's kind of you kind of compound the difficulty when you do it like on a mac (laughs) yeah exactly so i thank god i have a surface as well yeah um so when i was doing it because when i was looking at the guides uh, i would normally do anything kind of dodgy i do on my mac Mm. but then when i was looking at the guide it's because it said it's like if you have a mac you have these extra 20 steps to do Mm. and i was like i'm not doing that i'm just gonna do it on my i'm just gonna do it on my surface fuck this and um that's when i found out my surface has an sd slot because I didn't realise it did, and then I looked at the back and it turns out there's like a little tiny fold, which looks like it's just a part of the stand. Mm. But if you, you can actually, it's an actual SD slot, and I was like, oh, cool. Um, but I explained all of this to like my brother-in-law, and he was just like, wow, that's so clever. And I'm like, really? It's just following the video. Yeah, really, you're just following <laughs> instructions. As long as you can follow instructions, you're good to go. Exactly. It's, it's like nothing amazingly technical. You don't have to be the smartest person in the world to do it, so... No. It's relatively it's relatively easy when you when you get in the zone. So um, yeah, guys, would recommend. I know I know, uh, you know, shouldn't be promoting anything illegal, but it's not necessarily. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do I drugs, mean... kids. Do drugs. Lots of drugs. Cocaine, ecstasy, all of it. Uh, I'm looking back into the news as well. Um, with Black Friday coming up, a um, lot of SSDs for the PS Five are coming down in price, which is nice. That is nice. I think I'm still going to hold off for a while. Oh yes, yeah, but. Then again, like, a 4 terabyte SSD would probably set you for the rest of the PS5's lifespan. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this 1 terabyte Western Digital. God knows we do love Western Digital. God bless you, Western, Western Digital. Western Digital, send us money. Send us money, yes. Uh, a 1 terabyte SSD with all the right specs is costing you, uh, 1 terabyte is £141. Okay, so a fifth of the price of the PS5 gets you an extra terabyte. Yep. Even though the PS5 comes with a terabyte. Yep. But you can only access 600 Hmm. Gigabytes. I mean, this one's got like the max read speed of about a gig a second, mm. seven gig a second. Excuse me. Okay. So yeah, it's everything you want. It's everything you want, but also what I I'm the kind of person I'm like one terabyte just isn't enough. Hmm. Like I if I'm gonna make that kind of investment, I'd want a four terabyte to eight yeah. terabyte. Right? Uh, two terabytes still two eight nine. So exactly. So it's just gonna go up in price exponentially. Yeah. So I mean, you do wait. have um, alternatives by Seagate, and I've seen one for a company called, I think it's Cruiser or something. Mm. 
I mean, you have alternatives. You have alternatives, but again, it depends on the read speed of the drive. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them have excesses of about 6,000 uh, megabytes per second, which is in the range of what you want, but I'd still rather go for uh, Western Digital because it's a brand I know I trust. That's a very good point. It's a br- <laughs> we are like brand whores. Yeah, very much. Like, all, all, the, all my charging stuff is Anchor, Anchor, all my data stuff is Western Digital. It's like I buy Anchor products blindly, I think is the best way to put it, because it's like, it's... For example, so the USB splitter that I needed for when I started streaming, I was like, huh, I didn't know it was a thing, so I, I had to Google it, and I was like, oh, cool, USB splitters are a thing. And then I was like, oh, do Anchor make one? Yeah, fuck it, I'll buy the Anchor one, because I know it'll be good. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just blind brand loyalty, but because they're just that good, you just want to go and go, yeah, cool, I trust this. Anchor, send us money. <laughs> I mean, the amount of times I've told people, yeah, just get, like, an Anchor one, it's going to last so much longer. They really should sponsor us, because we do, we are maybe 20% of their customer base. <laughs> we probably are. <laughs> Actually, probably all. Yeah. Hey, do you have any any other news? I don't believe I do. I mean, we we talked a little bit about everything, didn't we? Shin Megami Tensei Five came out the other day. Apparently, it's reviewing quite well, um, and that it's a good uh, opener. Opener, beginner Shin Megami Tensei. I don't know if that devalues it a little bit. I think what they mean by that is it's a good one to begin with if you've never played the series before. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, if you're you're into that kind of stuff, then go for it. I. Will at some point, but haven't yet. That's a weird way to end the new section, isn't it? I've just. I've got one last little bit of news though. Okay, um, thank God. They've um, <laughs> the Cowboy Bebop live action came out on Thursday because we were talking about this before. It came out on Thursday. Yeah, it came out on Thursday. And we just didn't. We didn't. We yeah, not paying attention. Not paying attention. Oh, cool. And apparently, they've decided to keep the integrity of the original series, but hmm. I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to see how they handle Edward, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what they do with... Ayn. Um, Ayn, yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently they have they also have plans for a season two. Okay, so it must be it must be relatively well received. For more, I understand. Wait a second, season two? Yeah. Uh, but Bebop's only one, it's only one season. Exactly. What, what are they going to be doing? Uh, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see where they leave off. Yeah, because they'll have to leave off in the middle of the series. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, Waltz for Jupiter is probably, maybe, it would be a logical place to leave off, I guess. Is that before shit starts going down, isn't it? That's it's like... where you first meet, um, uh, Sid. Ah, okay. What is this? No, it's just Vicious, isn't it? It's just Vicious. Vicious. Sid's Vicious is the, 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 the guy the, from, um... um the, the, the fucking Buzzcocks. Not no. Buzzcocks. Um, uh, uh, God Save the Queen. Who the yeah. fuck was that? Sang it. Oh, my God. I'm blank. Johnny Rotten. Yep. Uh, um, the fucking. Oh my god! Why are we blanking on this? God, Google it. <laughs> I know. Well, what's going on here? <laughs> this is like our country's. <laughs> our country's greatest product, I think. Sex I pistols. Sex pistols. That's it. I don't know why I said that. Like, I, I don't know how many people actually like them in real life now. I mean, not really. <laughs> not really. Not really. Sorry, Sex Pistols, send us money. Yeah. yeah if you're so. still alive. I mean, that guy just started, just started doing, like, fucking butter commercials, didn't he? Johnny Rotten, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very weird. He did for, uh, like, the, the the farm one. Yeah, yeah. it's just, like, him walking around on the farm, like, yeah. buy my butter, <laughs> mate, buy it, no, yeah, well, it's, fuck it's, you up, mate. It's a very strange advert. <laughs> it's, I think the idea is, like, the juxtaposition that this guy 
who used to be like, yeah, I'm gonna drink and spit on the crowd thing. Yeah. Um, is now like, by my buzzer. It's it's a bit strange. But then again, George Foreman made a grill and he was very successful. Yeah, but I think that's less selling out. That is less selling out, yeah, because Foreman's career wasn't anti-food. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he's just getting up on the boxing stage after his fights, and he's like, "Remember, never eat food. Yeah, Fuck but, food." But when when you're like, your band's like proper anti-establishment anarchy and all that kind of stuff and yeah. punk rock, and then you're like some old guy that's now selling butter on TV. <laughs> but I mean, not- like my favorite, but back to George Foreman though. I love it. I was watching Future Army yesterday. Yeah. And it's when Bender takes on Ultimate um, Fighting. Yeah. And that George Foreman's the, <laughs> the commentator, and he's like. <laughs> Buy my new girl. This one like drains the fat directly into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he um, the 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 other example is like when rappers talk about like how fucked up the police are, and then and then they play police in in the movies. Oh like, yeah, that's always a fun one. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the um, ice cube off. Um, yeah. Twenty one Jump Street. Yeah, Twenty one Jump Street exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, shall we kick on? So we are we are doing a review. So for our main segment, we're going to be doing a review of The Eternals, yeah. which we went to go see last week. Yeah, so we, we, we say them. review, we're just going to be chatting shit about it and giving you our general thoughts, and my memory is awful, so we'll see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. I mean, it was a fairly long MCU film. Yeah. What film was it that we were just complaining about the length? Like, the whole review was just us going, fuck, why was it so long? Was it, was it Wonder Woman? Yes. <laughs> was it Wonder Woman? I'm pretty sure it was Wonder Woman 84. We were I like, yeah, why we... was this film so long? Yeah, that was that episode we named Wonder Waifu. <laughs> Wonder Waifu 1984 or something. Yeah, uh, yeah that was pretty much it. Like, that was like, what, three hours or? The, uh, the episode? I mean, the, the, the film. movie. Did we accidentally get the extended cut? I think so. <laughs> that was rough. That was that time of, that was a time um, in the middle of lockdown where they films were starting to come out again but yeah. they weren't very good they were just kind of what whatever we'll just send it out we're not going to edit it properly yeah i think that's what yeah because you even said Cause this the, one came out on like hbo max and yeah and then, yeah so you even said because then they were released like a four-hour justice league movie so I, I, that was a great expression. It's like, I mean, yes, that's exactly how you should feel. In terms of film movie. length, Shrek got it per- perfect. That film is exactly 90 minutes long. <laughs> and it's everything you could possibly want. It's like the two options you have. Is you either go to watch Shrek or you go to watch a football match. Both are 90 minutes and you will come back and go, cool, now I can get on with my day. Exactly. A film should not be so long that you feel drained and you feel like you need like a holiday afterwards. <laughs> a film should not give you like a pressure sore. No, Exactly. So, Eternals. 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 We, we digressed so much last time when talking about My Hero Academia, started talking about other anime, so I wonder which MCU film we're going to digress into this time. Um, so, the Eternals, the pre- general premise is that these beings who are, so to speak, eternal, have been around the globe and whatnot um, from the beginning of the Earth. Yeah, they've, they've, they've been sent... To Earth by a primordial, primordial, primordial celestial being called Aramesh. Aramesh. Ar Ar It's a va- vaguely like Middle Eastern sounding name. Aramesh. Aramesh. Yeah, Aram- and basically they are to um, look at watch over humanity and protect them from the deviants. I like how I started introducing the film, and I was like, "Yeah, this happens at the beginning," and then I remembered I missed the beginning of the film. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Doug's. Obviously, it was Doug's birthday. Happy birthday, Doug! Last week, so we went to go to have some food 
and then watch the film afterwards. And because the restaurant I wanted to go to just didn't have any tables, we went to a different restaurant, which was a bit further away. And was better. And was a lot better. No and offense, Nando's. No, no offense, Nando's. And um, send us money, Nando's. And we then ended up being like maybe... I ended up being about 10 minutes late because I still wanted popcorn and a drink. Whereas these guys caught the whole thing. Yeah, you committed. <laughs> I was, committed. I was committed. I was like, yo, it's a, it's a two and a half hour film. I refuse to not have a drink. <laughs> and I was watching you guys looking real dehydrated. So, aha. We're doing away during the now and 57 minutes of the movie. <laughs> anyway, yep, yeah, they're sent to the uh, Earth to uh, look after the humans and defend them from the deviants, which are these evil little beings that basically kill people. Yeah, so they look like... They're like... Demon animal hybrid things, which are yeah. feral as hell, and they okay. So it's funny because they the celestials sent the deviants onto the planet to protect humankind from its predators, but they sent beings who would then become the new apex predators. Yeah, it was it, it was very much a case of like whoops. Uh, uh, well, yeah, it's it's what is it? It's like a real life example would would be like you've got a you've got a bee infestation, so you send in a bear, like <laughs> that's the best. You know what I mean? Like, okay, now now you have a bear, so this isn't a very now we got a bear problem. Now we have a bear problem. Yeah, like you you could have had a bee sting, and that wouldn't have been great, but now a bear might rip your head off. That that wasn't very well oh, planned. It's, it's very poor planning by <laughs> celestials. Very poor planet by the Celestials. So they send the Eternals down to Earth. Who... I mean, that's very much like uh, ecologists not studying about the natural like fauna and fauna of like flora and fauna of a planet and just be like, yeah, this might work. We could research it more, but we'll see what happens. Ah, uh, just you know, just throw some deviants on there, see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you send a de- something called a deviant anywhere. <laughs> You know it's just going to go badly. Oh, it's, it's interesting. I like to think they weren't called deviants before they deviated from from the plan. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, okay, we're going to call them deviants. Why? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. You wait and see. <laughs> wait and see, exactly. It's like, wait, no, 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 no. We, we can't play this game. Are they going to deviate from the plan? I don't know. Why are you like this? You're a celestial. You need to be all-knowing. Damn it. Middle Eastern guy. <laughs> Damn you, Aramesh. I don't think that's his name. I'm gonna go quickly on IMDb just so we have the character names on like on screen, um, but anyway, do you want to go? I'm, I'm sure it was called Aramash. It was Aramash, Aramash, Araman, Araman. Was it Araman? No, that sounds too kind of shown in hero thing. But yeah, anyway, um, there's the Eternals are there to um, protect the humans. There's about like what eleven of them or however many. And they all have, like, a unique power ranging from anywhere from super speed to shooting lasers from their eyes to being super strong to flying. It's a very weird mix of powers. And they basically, um, as well as having all these, like, super buff ones, you've also got people that are part of their tunnels that kind of, like, are tasked with um, advancing mankind in terms of technology and the, all the tech they have. So they kind of drop hints and maybe okay, yes, we can make engines, we can make all this kind of new stuff, and basically kind of advanced civilization. They were like, they were like humanity's equivalent of Fi from, from Skyward Sword. Basically. They would just pop in and be like, hey, why don't you, why don't you go do this? Mm. Um, it's Arisham. Arisham. Okay, there uh, we go. What were we saying, Aramesh? We were saying Aramesh, so we, we got the last two syllables. We got the last syllable the wrong way around. Close. So what did you think of the cast? We had Gemma Chan as Cersei. Which is spelled with a S. I thought it'd be spelled with a C. Um, Richard Madden as Icarus. I don't know what he's from. I've never seen him before this. 
Oh, well, he was in uh, Game of Thrones. He was um, Robstock. Robstock. I want to say Robstock. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Um, we had Angelina Jolie, the the wonderful Angelina Jolie. Um, Salma Hayek. Yep. Who was I'd say very Salma Hayeky. I don't know what that reviewer was talking about. Uh, I thought he was quite good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kit Harrington, yep. who honestly couldn't Thrones, didn't yeah. need to be in the film. Probably not. He was literally just in the film to set up another film. Yep. Um, Kumail Nanjiani as mm. Kingo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fun. Mm. Le- Leah McHugh mm. as Sprite. Yeah. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, but I like to call him Paperboy because of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lauren Ridloff as Makari. Mm. Is she deaf in real life? I have no idea. Let anyway, you have these, like, uh, the group of Eternals. Yes, she, she was a former Miss Deaf America. That's so, like, she's a deaf model. Cool. That is really cool. That is really cool. That is really cool. So, like, because so, you saw the whole thing about science, uh, people being more interested in sign language hmm. since Eternals came out. Yeah. That's, that is very impactful. That's very neat. Mm. That's really cool. Barry Keohan as Druig. Mm. Um, that's the mind control dude. Yep. And Madong Syok as Gilgamesh, the, as Don Lee. Cool. Um, yes, and that's kind of... We had Bill Skarsgård as Crow. Who was Crow? Was he one of the... Who was Crow in the film? I have no idea. Yeah, what the... F- who? I have yeah, no, no idea. Who. But anyway, um, that's kind of the main cast, I guess. Yeah. So what did you think of Gemma Chan? So she was basically like the centerpiece of the whole film, Cersei. Like, yeah. as, a, as a lead. Yeah, she worked quite well, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think she was very good. Like, she... She... She gelled, she gelled the characters quite well together. I mean, to be honest, like, this film is very dialogue-heavy. This film is very dialogue-heavy. I, I think mean, that's what it, sets it apart quite it's, a bit. It's just a lot... They... Given it's a very uh, origin movie, well, basically an origin movie for the entire world, mm. it's a lot of setup, a lot of dialogue, a lot of backstory, a lot of dredging up the past... What did you think, right? So we've got... They're introducing, like, seven or eight characters all at once, and they have to give at least a little bit of depth to each of them. What did you think of that in terms of how it kind of, like, drags down the overall um, story? Because it's I think when, you, when you're having to divide time like that, you, it's like you're not getting the most out of any of them. Yeah. It's a very much a... I'd call it the Justice League phenomenon. Mm. But even with the Justice League, I get what you mean, because... You're introducing, like, three characters at once and you don't really have time to get to know them. Mm. But this is, like, double that. Yeah. Because every character is new. Mm. You don't have a Batman or Superman who are yeah. already established. I mean, that I think that's very much why, like, the film is as long as it needs. Because it needs to set up a lot, give you a lot of backstory, tell you all about these characters. Yeah. And it, it the director's done her best to make these characters, like, as likeable as possible and as, as appealing as possible and give a flesh them out as much as possible. Yeah. But with the time you have, it's just still such a constraint. I think... You know what we said last week about My Hero Academia and how, like, half of them could have been killed very early on? Mm. Like, I think maybe that could have applied here if you mm. had four of them instead of eight. Like, I get I get that they're following a very specific storyline in the comic mm. books. Um, and But I just think when you're translating that to a film it maybe isn't the best idea to do it like this. Then again, this this film in general felt like a setup, in, mm. in a sense. It felt yeah. like a setup film for other things in the MCU yeah. more than it did its own standalone story. I mean, like, put it this way, you get maybe an hour into the film and then you find out why 
all the Eternals have split off from one another. Yeah. So basically... Should we, should we say spoilers? Yeah, spoilers. Let's get into spoilers from now, because what we've done so far is just give you a bit of setup. Um, so yeah, spoilers. So if you haven't watched the Eternals yet, it's a re- relatively new film, so um, you may want to turn off from now. Uh, just, you know, or put us on pause, I guess, until you go watch the film. Go watch it right now, and then come back and listen to the podcast. So we get... It counts as, like, two views, I guess, <laughs> or two listens on po- yeah. Apple Podcast. Um, so, spoiler warning, uh, now, I guess. <laughs> cool. So, carry on speaking. <laughs> okay, so, basically, uh, once the deviants have been eradicated, they are waiting for Arisham to give them news to they can come back to the planet. However, this is when they start, basically, fracturing. They are... Um, they all have different ideas of what they should be doing and how much they should be interve- intervening with, like, human life. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there's wars going on, people are killing each other, like, pretty much in front of them. They're, you're seeing societies break down, and some of them want to intervene, others feel like they shouldn't, and it goes against their orders. And it's because of that reason, the group basically just fractures and splinters off. They splinter off, and they basically... Some of they them don't go see each pa- other for like a thousand years, basically. Yeah, some of them go into pairs, some of them just kind of fuck off and don't really bother each other. So they all have their own backstory. This is kind of when they, they all get their own bits of individual development. Is um, It kind of shows you what each of them did in the meantime. So you've got, uh, so I guess going one by one, Cersei went and hooked up with, um, with, with Icarus and they got married. And well, we we did see like the MCU's first ever sex scene, which we talked about last week, which we said at the time. So we necessary. Yeah, we were like we said this yes last week. Not the most necessary thing in the world. Like it doesn't add anything. I don't yeah. think. And then when we watched it, we we're like, that was shit. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't need to see that. <laughs> didn't need to see that. It wasn't anything. Um, I mean, it really doesn't add anything to the movie. It really didn't add anything to the movie. And um, if anything, you probably could take maybe a minute off. Yeah, it's like, you know, you've got enough to cut out. I mean, one hour, 56 minutes, that's a film. <laughs> um, so Cersei and Icarus go and kind of like build a bit of a life together. They get married in India, and they have a they have an Indian wedding, and um, I don't know why specifically in India they decided to get married, but fair enough, fair play to them. They, they don't really go into what they do up until they break up. No. Because what happens is Icarus just leaves and fucks off. And yeah. he doesn't say anything to Cersei, so he's a good, he's a good, um, good husband. Uh, Angelina Jolie's character, so Athena, she goes and a bit crazy in the in the beginning, mm. uh, which is what they call mad weary, um, as what it turns out is like she's having flashbacks to her previous lives because um, what they reveal is obviously that the Eternals have been around for the destruction of all the other planets and that the Celestials are using the the life forces of the people who are on the planets. Mm. Um, to to feed yeah. and to grow into other celestials. So the job of the Eternals isn't to protect humanity from the deviants. It's more to, well, protect humanity. Yes, protect humanity from the de- humanity from the deviants, but basically to allow um uh, life to proliferate to a point where an, an Eternal can be sired from the life force of the planet. A celestial. Yeah, celestial. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, it's basically they're just like surrogates for the celestial hmm. and making sure it does pop out of the planet but also you'd think so this is the the, the, the contradiction right that I, I sort of think Mr. Something movie pointed out and I, I would like to reiterate so isn't Thanos snapping away half of humanity and half of life in the universe that is surely something that they should intervene in because it, it's affecting the celestial's plan directly because yeah. all of a sudden now you have half of the life force 
to to grow a new celestial. I mean, you would have thought so. That it's a contradiction, right? Like, but it's something that gets ignored. It's something that gets ignored, but it doesn't make any sense because they're like, "Oh, why didn't you? Why didn't you?" Uh, Kit Harrington's like, "Why didn't you intervene when Thanos yeah. uh, was snapped away half the people?" And it's like, "Oh, well, we well, couldn't. We were told not to. We were told not to in humanity's affairs." It's like this isn't humanity's affairs. That's yeah. the universe, yeah. Yeah. and it's directly affecting, affecting your mission. Yeah. So what the fuck? I th- I think they're probably alluding to. It's affecting the Celestials' main plan, but then they don't know the Celestials' main plan. They don't know the and Celestials' main yeah. plan, yeah. But yeah. then you'd think the Celestial... You'd think... Because they listen directly to Arisham, and Tom yeah. Hike is still alive, and she yeah. knows the plan. Hmm. So she's the one who's basically got the, the keys to the ship. Yeah. And Arisham's telling them, like, telling her, you need to preserve life, and you need to make sure mm. that we can grow the Celestial in the middle of Earth. So you'd think Arisham would be like, yo, this Thanos guy is, uh, is going to... You, you would have up. thought so. Yeah, he'd be like, yo, this Thanos guy is about to snap away half of humanity. You need to do something about it, because otherwise the celestial baby ain't going to be able to feed. Yeah. That's a, it's, a, it's basically it. like the Earth is a mm-hmm. womb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it turns out through the film that basically Sama Hayek, who is basically the main leader of these the group of Eternals, she's aware of the actual plan to, to raise a celestial from the life force of the planet and all its inhabitants and she's only disclosed this to Icarus she decides to disclose to Icarus like at the very end yeah to at the point where all the celestials disband that's where she disclosed to Icarus which leads him to leave Cersei and mm-hmm. I think it's, it's later than that isn't it at some, some, at some point yeah because the Eternals disband Cersei and Icarus go together and then um, like years and years and years later somehow because it's before she dies mm. Um, spoilers, I guess, but we already said spoilers. Sama Hayek gets killed by Icarus because she wants to intervene in the Celestial's plan and Icarus is like, nah, fuck that, we have a mission. Uh, which, you know, mm. again, it's kind of like, so what they're trying to say is Icarus didn't actually have any feelings towards the people of Earth. Yeah. And I think it's maybe because he's supposed to be like a pseudo-Superman, he's, he's a... Uh, He's like he sees himself as above everybody, whereas yeah. Cersei has like attached herself to humanity and found mm. love. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, I guess. It's an interesting commentary mm. of like superiority. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's not that deep, but uh, Icarus does his best to like stop everybody from fucking up the plan. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, I I do feel like they could have handled that a lot better, though. Yeah, I mean, so so. Icarus effectively kills Salma Hayek by throwing her off a cliff and then leaving her to the deviants mm. and being like, yo, fend for yourself. They're, they're really hungry. And then, oh, oh, wait. So there's this B story throughout the whole film where, like, there's this deviant who becomes really sentient and starts absorbing the powers of the um, Eternals. And I felt like they really didn't do anything with it. Like, it fights uh, Athena at the end mm. and dies. And and they're like, oh, you've been killing us for years, and blah, 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 blah. And then it grows a face, and it's, more it's human. It's something they could have done about. They really they really could have done about. I think they just needed a device to kill off some of the Eternals. Yeah, very much so. They, which is, you know... Yeah, it, I think that's basically what it was there for. The Deviant is basically the same as, like, the Nomu from uh, My Hero, funnily enough, to draw another comparison, where it's like, you're just putting this husk of a thing in there to fuck shit up and yeah. to just do a bit of plot service. Mm. Yeah. What did you think of Leah McHugh as Sprite, the child eternal who never grows up? Weird. <laughs> I mean, like, the, like, I mean, like, the naming of the Eternals, like, they have, like, names like Icarus mm-hmm. and 
Athena just to like um show how much like they've in, like Influence influenced them. like the mythology and laws on like law of the like mm-hmm. different cultures. Yeah. But I don't feel Sprite added much to her. Sprite, Sprite was the Tinkerbell of the group, yeah. is what they were yeah. alluding to, isn't it? And um, what it turned out, Sprite was like in love with Icarus this whole time, but because she's a child, hmm. um, it could never happen. But also, he knows she's not a child, and that's what's confusing. Like, he knows she is as old as he is, but because she looks like a child, but also he doesn't, he's not human, so... Yeah. I don't know. I'm not encouraging pedophilia here. No, I'm just saying no, it's, Nothing really makes sense. Nothing really makes sense. It doesn't make sense because she's not actually a child. He's the same age. Like, she can't have a relationship with humans because she's a she's a child mm. to them. But to Icarus, yeah. he knows she's not a child. She <laughs> just looks like one. But even then, it, at that point, it's a superficial, like, rejection kind of thing. I don't know. So. It's, it's like, I assume Marvel were just like, we want to make a message of we don't want people to date children, I guess. We don't want to be on, on Team Pedo. Solid message. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. It was, again, it's, I feel like you're throwing too many things out there which kind of contradict each other. Mm. What did you think of Thastos and the first openly gay relationship in the MCU? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a thing. I mean, like, it's, it's very weird because, like, every now and again you see news, like... From, like, different movies, like, where Disney announced they have their first, like, LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus, like, character. And they've, they've announced this for, like, across several different movies. Oh, this is our first LGBTQ character. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not the first first, but, like, and they've hinted, like, at us yeah. previously. Um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they confirmed... Like, it's, it's great to see some representation, without a doubt. They confirmed Loki's bi yeah. in, in Loki. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see representation, representation with about mm. for that, with that, without a doubt. Yeah. But my my aim, my main issue was like, well, let's skip to the end of the film, mm-hmm. where um, well, so Cersei has basically um some hacks powers now, um, after they basically thwarted the Celestials' plan. Yeah. She uses all this suit up power she has to make Sprite a human, and for some reason she's just totally decided to gloss over. Our friend with a family, <laughs> and not make him human, which I thought was a bit weird. Yeah, so he could. I mean, he um, doesn't have to die before his child. Yeah, I, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, out of all the people who deserve to be a human, is about without a doubt him who has like a husband and a child who they're raising. <laughs> they, uh, the other thing they pointed out about that scene is, why not just make her age instead yeah. of making a human, just make, make her look age. older. Yeah, make then she age. can still live forever. Yeah. It's it's just a bit odd. Yeah. Um, I. So I guess we may as well just talk about the ending. Um, so Cersei effectively they so. Cersei needs to think of a plan to stop the Celestial, and obviously, it's so big and huge and powerful that it's not going to just be one of them that can do it. So they they all combine to make the uni the u the the unibomber the the u. The Unimind? The Unimind. Unimind. The Unimind. They combine to make the Unimind because Fastos comes up with this, like, bracelet device thing. Yeah, to combine the powers and basically put it to sleep. To put it to sleep. So they they want Druig to mind control it into this convincing it to be asleep. I don't know how that works. And And I'm not talking about the specifications here. I'm just saying, like, how do you mind control something and say sleep because then the mind is asleep? Like, surely it would be just know. stay in there. Just stay the fuck in the earth core. Don't yeah. come out. I mean, shit. I mean, like, I guess it's past the point of happening because it's all like, erupting from the earth. Yes. And, yeah, so now 
it's technically asleep and we have a half asleep celestial embedded in the earth which is displaced like a shit ton of water I no doubt it's, 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 so it's just rising from the sea <laughs> it's so stupid though because um, they, they channel all the power into Druig and Druig's like I'm gonna use my mind control and immediately Icarus just goes yeah I'm gonna go fuck him up and just goes and punches him and that's it it's like okay pan over it's like well, what you, surely you should have planned for that you knew Icarus was against you and you know how powerful he is and you think he's just gonna stand there and let you do it that doesn't make any sense yeah it's fucking weird so, um, because Druid can't use the mind control plan, they then just go, hey, Cersei, get up there. Like, go go up to where the Celestial is. Do your thing. And so uh, Cersei, all of a sudden, now has the power to change. Have we talked about what Cersei can do? I mean, people who watch this. Yeah, I mean, she can basically change, like, any kind matter of matter into another form into of matter. Into another form of matter, but she couldn't do it on all my organic or biological beings. Yeah. Um, but then, but she, then she can. She all of a sudden can, and... I don't know, man. Like, a lot of this film is plot convenience, I think. Yeah. But being an anime fan, I'm not... I'm, I'm kind of I'm in numb to it. to it. Yeah. I just kind of... Uh, okay, cool. I'm like, cool, whatever. Yeah, you go along with it. You, you just go along with it. And I don't know if that's a good thing, but... Fuck it. This is maybe the most plot convenient MCU film there is. Yeah, I mean, like... It, I've enjoyed... I enjoyed the film. I, I enjoyed I would, it. I wouldn't watch it again. Mainly because of the length. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it again, no. It wasn't the most interesting. Shang-Chi's now on Disney, so I might watch that at some point with yeah. my brother, but the, this one I think I can skip from for good now. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, this is... This is so, let's quickly just finish this fucking uh, the actual plot summary. Um, so, Cersei turns the Celestial into stone or ice. Mm. Is it stone? I'd look or was it ice? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, there's a, as you said, there's like a Celestial head sticking out from the earth now, <laughs> which um, I'm sure nobody is going to question. And nobody human will be like, what the fuck is this for them? I guess they're used to, like, Thor coming down to Earth and stuff, so whatever. Um, then they skip to the end, and Cersei is in the park with Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington's like, oh, do, 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 I'm English. And Cersei gets kidnapped by yeah, the Yeah, like, like, Kit Harrington's like, oh, there's something you, before, like, you need to we're know trying to embark our relationship, but we should need to learn something about my family. And then Cersei gets zapped away by... I'm going to call him by the wrong name again. Arisham. Arisham. Arisham goes, hey, get over here. <laughs> he does a scorpion. He's basically just like, I'm not happy what you guys did, <laughs> but gonna... I'll leave humanity and then judge them at a later point or some shit like that. It... And then he takes them with him. Yeah, so he takes them to extract their memories. Yeah. So he can judge whether, because he's Arisham the judge. Yeah. So he can, <laughs> so he's basically living up to his name. So he's like, oh, I'm going to. I'm gonna judge these humans and from your memories and see whether they deserve to carry on as a mm. race. And I'm assuming he does. Otherwise, Arishram then becomes like the main bad of the next mm. phase. I don't, next know. Phase, I don't know. See how it goes. Um, I really don't know where they're going with any of this. I, this is past the point where like I can guess what's gonna happen. Yeah. The Thanos was the, I mean, pretty the, much the end of that. Yeah. yeah. This this uh, the post credit scene just left so many open endings and so many questions so the post edit for the post edit the post credit scene is Kit Harrington opening a box with a sword in it and it's the black blade so he if he picks it up he can become the black knight and it's cursed so yeah. that's what he's talking about when it comes to his family it's like mm-hmm. he will inherit the powers of the black knight and we have what people are speculating to be blade mm. Mahershala Ali um, saying like I don't know if you should do that that's I can't remember what he says are you sure you want to do that? I don't know. You, you say that. and, I, and What's that cartoon where, where that dog's like, I don't know, Davy. It's, it's, it's um, a Davy and Goliath. It's Simpsons yeah. doing, I don't know, Davy. 
That's what I thought when you just said that. I was like, I don't know, Davy. I don't know, Kid Harrington. But yeah, yeah, that happens. So yeah, that's gonna happen. And then at the end, end credit scene, you have Harry Styles come up. Yeah, but he's playing like he's playing Thanos' Eris. brother Eris and. Yeah. What not? I really don't care about that stuff. I, I, I it's at the point now where they're gonna be starting to introduce characters. I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Next one, whatever. Like, the MCU is getting to the point where you're introducing so many fringe characters mm. that I, I'm, I'm not losing interest in the yeah. overall MCU. I'm just kind of like, yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, whatever. Like, I I enjoyed this film because it's created so much lore, backstory, um, like gave like an origin story to pretty much everything. It's like the creation story of the universe. It's Genesis, and it's, and it's basically really interesting to see that. Mm. But it's hard to f- find where the this film is gonna like link up to the other movies and the overall kind of overarching story. Yeah, and I was thinking about that before I even went into the film, to be honest with you. Like, I was thinking, how do the Eternals play, um, into, play the into the big picture? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I guess that the idea is, like, they were always there. Yeah. Um, they just never involved themselves. But again, it's it just feels like, what the hell's the point then? Yeah. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they end up doing with, like, them crossing over with the main MCU. Mm. Um but yeah, it it sets up a fair bit, and again, I will reiterate, I think it's more of a setup movie than a good movie on its own. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. I, I, I get where like the mixed reactions are coming from when it comes to reviews and stuff, mm. but I think it was alright. Again, would not see it again, um, but it's fine. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's I mean, like fine. I I like yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. It's probably not something you got to watch again. No. But for is it's an enjoyable film. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth seeing and being like, yes, I agree exactly with what Zayn and Amrick are saying, because I always agree with what Zayn and Amrick are saying. Honestly, if you, if you, any dissenters will not be tolerated in general. <laughs> yeah. So I think that just about wraps up our thoughts, really. Yes. Um, so that wraps up our thoughts on the Eternals, I guess. Uh, we had a nice little summary at the end and uh, that was, that was pretty much it. Um, let's go into our next segment. I guess. Which is? Amrig's Anime Corner. Cool. So, Amrig's lately I am, corner. I'm sure I've just told you last time, I'm kind of just trying my best to power through the ending of Naruto. It's just that there's so much goddamn filler. I mean, it's all filler. When you just said that, I've imagined like the end of Evangelion. <laughs> is it as emotional? I mean, I've, I've got 35 episodes of pure filler to get through till I can start shipping Jeez. them. So it's a commitment, it's taking me time, but I am getting there. Is... Is it like just dog shit filler? Like, is it stuff that you can just dog be like, shit filler? Fuck this, dog shit filler. Really? So why are you not just skipping it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because don't tell me specifically like, I, I, when I, it stops. Yeah, I mean, like it stopped like forty episodes back. But at that point, it's not filler. It's just no, no. Like it's, it, it's, it's up. Like it's its own Sa- season. Sa- yeah, Sasuke's like um, gone off. Uh. And Naruto doesn't know what to do, and you've just got to wait till he goes for training with Jiraiya, and that's it. And it's just nonsense. Yes. It's just nonsense for 40 episodes. How does it's it... more like 60. I've got 35 left. 
How did anyone... I mean, I've got this far, so I feel like I've just powered through. How did anyone back in the day put up with that? I don't know. How did anyone... Why do you... Why are you putting up with that now? I don't understand why you're putting up with that. I don't know. I think like, why wouldn't you just skip to exactly... Apparently, I just hate myself. No, but why wouldn't you just skip to where it becomes good again? Or when it becomes, you know... But it's like Bleach. I watched all the filler in Bleach, including all the filler arcs. It's like... Do you not Ball, value your own it. time? Probably not. <laughs> that's, a, that's probably the overarching question that I'm trying to get that, across. That's here. the thing. Like, I, I do the bulk of my watching when I'm on break during my night shifts. Okay. So, like, I'll get through, like, six to eight episodes during the night shift break. Okay. And considering I watched all the anime at, like, 1.23 times normal speed. Yeah. I get through a lot quicker. So the pacing, the dialogue, and everything is a lot better. How long do you... Wait, wait, wait. So how are your shifts structured? Mm. So I'll have, like, a two-hour break, and I can do about an episode in about 16 minutes. You do... You get a two... So your shift is 12 hours, right? Yep. And, and you, on a night shift, I get a two-hour break. Oh. Depend, depending. So depending on what? Like, like how, how busy it is. Oh, okay. So you get a two-hour break... Um, just kind of to take whatever you want or yeah some people sleep you're allowed to sleep Some I just stay up and watch anime I can imagine a lot of people sleep yeah. because it's night time you think you should mm. so okay that makes more sense but yeah aside from that I've got other stuff I want to be checking out um, there's a anime called Mirika-chan uh, about this girl that sees spirits which is going to be quite interesting I thought you said Amerika-chan Mirika-chan Miruko. 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 Miruko, I guess. Okay. Miruko-chan. That's like a uh, Which is quite interesting. Think about a girl that uh, sees spirits and then like kind of connects them with who or what who and what they need to be connected to. It's going to be quite interesting. Oh. Um, I've downloaded Ghost in the Show because that's meant to be like an amazing uh, like 90s anime movie. Yes. I'm going to watch that at some point and it's in 4K which will be quite interesting. Ooh. That would be cool. But other than that... There's a sequel to it. Yeah, there's um, so the original came out in 1995, nice. and then the next one came out um, in 2004. So they were like, eh, nine years, mm-hmm. it's been nine years, we may as well get another I mean, they occasionally do show them in cinema as well. Ooh. But um, speaking of things I've been in the cinema, I do kind of want to check out the latest Evangelion movie. When is that out? Um, it is already out. Is it so in I, cinemas I th- now? I think you can torrent it. Okay, I thought I you mean, meant to go to cinema. You can watch it online. I mean, like, it was past being shown in cinema now. Oh, okay. But I think you're going to, like, torrent it, so I might check that out at some point. Yeah, I need to carry I need to, like, actually start the new Evan- Evangelion. I've never given oh, it a they're not, they're not bad. Are not they bad. anything, like, uh, are they anything compared to the original series? It's very different. It's very different. Is um, it more... It's taking a different kind of story. Is it more showy? Like, is it more focusing yes. on the uh, action and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so it's more, like, I mean, franchisey. It, it's like Shinji's still psychologically tortured, tortured which mm. is like the main thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's it, it, they look beautiful and the story's quite interesting and it's, it's worth watching. I remember trying to explain Evangelion to one of my, uh, I think someone in my family because they were like, what is it actually about? And I'm like, well, you've got a giant fighting robot but the whole thing's about depression. <laughs> and it's it like, very much so. That, that was, that was, I don't know how else to best summarise mm. it. That is the best way I can put it. It's like, yeah. well, the whole thing's actually about depression but you've got giant fighting robot things. I mean, in the, I read the manga as well mm. when I went to I was on holiday and he's a lot less depressed than that really yeah but that the, that less. would be closer to the original vision right yeah so he's less depressed in the manga what the yeah. fuck yeah. why is he I don't know why did they like really stressed at home in the anime he's, he's a sad sad boy in the anime like he's uh, I, I let the world end because mm. I'm so depressed yeah he's, he's it's too much for him <laughs> and it also doesn't make the the ending of Evangelion is still very confusing. Oh yeah, like I still don't quite know what the fuck happened. Like the world ended, and it's his dad's vision to create this new world, but then his dad gets killed, and mm. by Ray, and and and, and Misako dies. Misato, 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 Misato. 
I've got this giant Misato doll. Oh, I have sex with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite memes. That was a great one. Um, so, yeah, I will. I will watch the new Evangelion at some point. Maybe we could do a like full review of, not a review review, but we could do like a overview of the Evangelion new films rebuilds cool. and just say like what we think about them in general compared mm-hmm. to the original series at some point. I don't know why I said this on the podcast we're doing right now, because now we're never going to do it, because we never fulfill promises that we talk about on the podcast. No, we never do, but <laughs> it's nice to like keep people thinking we might. So is that movie called Boruto Naruto the movie? So is, Bo- so the, is Boruto's name Boruto Naruto? No, so the last... Um, the last um, I'm not sure, actually. Because <laughs> Naruto is the surname. Okay, 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 here we go. So the last movie was... Last Naruto movie introduced Boruto, okay. and then there's a Boruto Naruto the movie. Because it says the last Naruto the movie, the last Naruto. That sounds like there's like a million Narutos. There's like so many Naruto movies. No, but like the last Naruto it sounds like Naruto himself is the clone of himself. It's 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 weird. Boruto Naruto. So it's, yeah, the movie's actually called Boruto Naruto the movie. Oh, there's a colon in there. Yeah. Okay. You can't because if you're doing um, naming schemes on this, you can't put a colon in there. Yeah. Normally, people use hyphens for hyphens, any kind yeah. of punctuation. I, I tend to use hyphens. Yeah. But yeah, that's that. Um, I I'm not sure. I I mean, I guess I got to go through Shippuden before I start Naruto. <laughs> that reminds me of like Boruto. That reminds me of like the canon of Mario, where it's like, "What's your name, Mario? What's your surname, Mario? Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario." So his message is like, what's your name? Boruto, Naruto. And what's your dad's name? Naruto, Naruto. <laughs> so Naruto's last name is actually Uzumaki. So Boruto, Uzumaki. Yeah. Is the actual, okay, fair enough. Burrito. Burrito. Good old burrito. I will never get into this. Like, I, I can say from now, there's just way too much of it. And it's like, yo, I've got, I've, I, not I've got stuff to do. I just, I get so demotivated when I see like, there's a really big catalogue of, to go through and also after you've just said all of that about the filler do you really think I'm going to get into it probably not no no exactly I mean I still need to check through the Kimetsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer series yes I might keep up with it as it's coming out now instead of um, while waiting for it to be on Netflix because this was amazing yeah, it's, it's worth keeping up to date with. Yeah, I doubt. definitely. But aside from that, there's not a lot of fall anime that I'm kind of into this t- this time. We could talk about, as part of Amrix Anime Corner, we could talk about what we predict from the new Demon Slayer. So we know we know the first few episodes are going to be Mugen Train again. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what do you think? So you've read the manga, haven't you? Finished it. Okay, so there's no point doing a prediction because you literally know what's going to happen. Yes. Okay. Um... I could speculate and you could be, like, shaking your head at me. So basically nodding. each arc is him working with a different pillar. Okay. So you know how you've got, like, the stone pillar, the lightning pillar, the sound pillar, and all those. So... Huh? Wait, no, no, no. Wait, are the pillars not, like, the, the top level... No, they're moons. Huh? The de- the top level demons are called moons. No, no, no. The, the, the top level... Um, demon Slayers. Yeah. Are they the pillars? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's good him working with a different pillar in power arc. So Rengoku is a fire one. Yeah. And this Mugen Drain counts as his yeah, fire. fire one. Even and though. then he goes with the sound, and then I think it's Love and Stone. Which one's sound? Um, the guy that's coming up in this series. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. A lot of them were dicks. 
when you get introduced to them. Yeah, I mean, they come off like that, but they're actually, like... <laughs> the, ca- the characters are quite well-developed, I'd say. It's like, on their own, they're actually really nice. They just pretend to be like that, because yeah, they're... Oh, that's the sound one. Yeah, um, they're just... They're very protective over their leader. Okay. They're, like, they actually all, like, love him, like, as part of their family. Ah, uh, okay. So they... That's that's why they come off as dicks, really. I yeah, mean, like they they really kind of explore this more in the manga. Okay. Hopefully, they do in the series as well. But they very much love their leader. Okay, it's um, it's it's one of those things that they're like, look, I'm I'm really I'm gonna be cool with you when it's just us. But when I'm in front of the group, I need to look cool. So I don't wanna I don't wanna like you know <laughs> be too nice. Sorry, yeah. I'm really sorry. it's like peer pressure basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's it's a great series. I'm really looking forward to how it how it develops into a. I wonder if they're gonna come up with any more movies or if it's just gonna be a series from now. But I'm sure they'll be interesting. Do I'm sure they'll do at least a few more movies yeah, because I it's mean, made so much well, money. Yeah, money. Yeah. it's done. Of I'd course they're so. gonna do it. Yeah. But I think that's about wraps up for anim- Amrix's anime. Anime Amrix corner again. Yeah. <laughs> again, I don't know if there'll ever be a time where you say your own segment right. <laughs> no. It's yeah, like, that's all I have. It's like it's I'm all, like I'm all animated out. It's like we're a fucking news station, and and I'm like, and now with Amrik with Weather, and I'm like, hi, I'm Weather with the Amrik. <laughs> it's like no shit. I'm 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 never what. <laughs> oh god, and you're just there bleeping me. <laughs> I'm just like oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is why you only get one weather screen, damn it. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> The last part of the podcast, the, the bit where people love the most, I guess, I don't know. We never really got a feedback form sent out to people to see what they like. Doug likes it, but Doug likes everything. He's too nice. I think that's about it, really. Um, I, I, sorry, sorry, I was going to introduce the last segment, which is basically like, what have you been doing? Like, what have you been enjoying recently? I am finishing off Go to Sashima. I think I'm heading into the third act, which is quite cool. Yeah. I've taken a break from Yakuza 3, mm-hmm. so not much has changed from last week, to be honest. How are you finding the way Ghost of Tsushima ramps up? Interesting. It's very I'm, good. I'm loving the battle style. I'm loving just plowing through and just tearing apart enemies. Mm. Um, I do play with my deodorant hand blocking the part where it tells you what stance you're in. <laughs> so that kind of adds to the difficulty, because I'm never sure which, one I'm, which stance I'm actually in. That is not helpful. No, it's not. Because it's hard to memorise which stance is which. Yeah. I, know, I think triangle and L1 is wind. Um, X is stone. A circle is the uh, one you use against fat people. And, <laughs> um, and So circle is shield. Square is where you use against the fat people. And then X is sword. And then triangle is spear. Yes. Yeah. So wind is triangle. I know. I, I only know... I remember wind because it was the most common one I'd just yeah. automatically be in. Because you automatically block... Spears when you're in that. Yeah. So I was like, that should just be my default because yeah. I always I fucking hated the spear guys yeah. when I first started playing. Yeah, I feel like spears were like one um, stance I really tried to prioritize getting because the amount of times I'd lose health over a spear fighter is just ridiculous. The worst is you know that when you're doing the um, the showdown things. Yeah. And the, when the spear people turn up. Yeah. And they just fucking stab you. Like, they don't, they don't show as much um, of an animation before they hit you like the sword people do. Yeah. The sword people, like, they go over a full swing. The spear people just go, jab. <laughs> so I found out that I've been making this game, well, to just today I've been found out, I've realised I've been making this game a lot more difficult for myself. Mm. So I've been travelling everywhere using the traveller's attire because it clears more of the map, 30% extra more. Me too. And I realised that if I'm actually wearing the Sakai armour, and because I've, I've fully upgraded it as You morning, get extra standoffs, yeah. I get... Well, not only do I get extra standoffs, 
but I've become insanely more powerful yeah. and I get more health. I and literally I can kill like a straw hat Ronin in like two. Dude, it's um, I can kill a Mongol in like one. I was finding it so inconvenient by the end though because I was like switch to traveler because now I'm traveling. Oh no, now it's an encounter. Let me quickly switch my armor to Sakai or let me switch my armor to um because I got all the extra ones as well. Yeah. Like I did all the extra missions. Yes, yeah, and and I was like, oh, let me switch to one of these or let's try that one out. And like some of my armors were completely neglected. I I I, I did not use like the samurai armor and and except except at like the one of the first few boss battles. Um, but it's 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 cool. Like I re- I'm re- I really did enjoy Ghost of Tsushima um, while I was playing through it because of the general sense of progression, and I think the story is really interesting. Mm. Um, what you think? I love the side stories, by the way. I, I love love, I loved the side stories and the conflicts. I, I love how every side story is like, oh, this person needs hope to save their family. Yeah. Oh, their family's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mine, mine, my favorite. I think I loved um, massacres. I, I, it's so interesting, like mm. her, her tale of revenge. And she yeah, gets... I'm, I'm on part eight now, so oh. that's when she's just found out her sis potentially spoilers. Yeah, someone very dear to her. Yeah, I would say you're gonna really enjoy it um, because you enjoy the ending. And um... I really thought at one point I was gonna it's gonna be my job to kill her, <laughs> but yeah, that got that. Yeah, yeah, well, because um, uh, uh, Ishikawa's is awesome. Hmm. I think uh, the the arrow guy. Yeah. Where you have to fight his former student and stuff, and I was like, this is fantastic. Like the actual side stories have really, really good writing, mm. and I think it's it's strange because normally side stories, side quests are just kind of like, yeah, whatever, do whatever. Yeah. Whereas this is this is like really the side stories are really, flesh it out. really fleshed out. Yeah. And you've got to really appreciate how big the map is. I mean, the only thing I don't like about the game is that fact that you have to clear the map as you travel. The fucking fog is so finicky. I wish I wish it was just like okay you've entered this section so like this whole section becomes clear because fuck me the fog was so like if if map completion was a metric in the game that you had to like yeah. that that you were marked against I would have been fucked because I left a lot of areas with just like sporadic bits of fog trickling down I can't do that but it's, it's, it kills your OCD, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I, I gave up halfway through because I was, like, running around with a horse and going, how did that not clear? So then I ran all the way back and ran back and I realised I was just doing laps. Yeah. And I was like, this is just adding to tedium that, like, yeah, I was already does. kind of burnt out at that point. So I was like, screw it. So for the final act, I barely did anything on the side mm-hmm. and any exploring. I just went and finished the game. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I've still got that app tweet, so I'm assuming I'm going to go for the next part of the map. Yes. Which I'm kind of dreading. <laughs> but I think the main thing, I'm trying to, I kind of want to get this finished so I can really immerse myself into Jammin and Pole. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I was like that by the end of Ghost. Like, I, I loved Ghost, mm. but I did think it was like, it's such a huge map mm. that it does kind of tire you out. Yeah, it does. And, like, that's a weird thing to complain about, that an open world is too big. And you have too much to explore. Yeah. But it genuinely did, like, kind of wear me out by the end. I was like, yo, I need... It, it, I mean, to, to put it into perspective, I finished the first island. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy with how that went. I did all the side quests and stuff. And then... And then... <laughs> the fucking, like, seven more side quests just popped up at the bottom... On the bottom island. And I was like, yeah, I need a break. And then I took fucking four months to get back to the game. Because I just went, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, that's why I... Started playing Yakuza 3, then I kind of Yakuza 3'd myself out, and then I'm back to playing <laughs> Ghost again. You're just, like, you're just um, fluctuating between two games, going, ah, now I'm tired of this, now I'm tired of that, now I'm tired of this. I'm just not, I'm not getting a lot of time nowadays to play stuff, so, um, like, I even even, 
I, I bought the Castlevania Advanced Collection when it came out, and I haven't like touched it. Really? Yeah. So it just goes to show, every time I think of playing a game, and then like something pops up in my life, and I'm like, okay, no, I need to go focus on this, focus on that. Um, so, yeah. Fun times. Fun mm. times. <laughs> uh, but, yes, in terms of, like, you watched anything interesting otherwise? No. No. <laughs> you... I think I'm, I'm going to get into the Cowboy Bebop series. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got to. I, I, do you know what I'm hating is like I keep uh, seeing these series that are like really taking off like Squid Game and I'm like I, I'm just I'm not going to be able to get into it because it's, it's already out and the hype has already been yeah, gone I, I'm not really I've not seen it I'm not really that interested to yeah so. like I'm just I, I, I generally think it's because of like the hype I was like ah, I can't I can't be fucked and I know I'm the one missing out in that sense yeah but I mean, I will probably eventually watch it, and I'll probably just watch it in Korean, because I'm so used to subtitles anyway. Yeah, exactly. I don't know I why you wouldn't actually, watch it. I think I actually have it. It's on... Oh, yeah. You don't have Netflix, do you? No. Um, you must have it. I assume you just get everything as soon as it comes out. Mm, very much. Fine. But... Oh, about you? Are you watching anything or planning uh, to watch anything or... Yeah, I need to watch the new season of Big Mouth. I was, like, waiting for that to come out last week, and then and then I just haven't got around to it for some reason. Mm. I need to watch that. I need to watch the second season of The Mandalorian at some point, even though I I really liked the first season, and I was like, yeah, I can't wait to watch the second, and I just didn't, which oh. is so fucking difficult. It's the same thing with One Punch Man. Mm. Um, I need to... I finished off My Hero the other day, and I finished off Digimon... Nice. And Digimon did that very typical anime ending thing where, like... Is it completely finished now? Yeah, because oh. they started a new series. Okay. So it was, like, season nine of Digimon, like, the original continuity. Okay. Um, even though there's no continuity between series, really. Um, there's just, like, a new... It's called Digimon Ghosts that they released. All right. But, um... But, yeah. Basically, the Digimon series that they were unfinished, Digimon right. Adventure reboots, and they did the very typical anime thing of like, we'll have the big confrontation and the ending all in one episode. Okay. So it's like sometimes, you know, like a normal TV show, you have the big confrontation in like the second to last episode, and yeah. then the resolution in the final episode where everything mm. like, they tell you, okay, cool, now we're going to go away and do this or that. This, it did, is like, here's the big fight. Next scene. Okay, bye, Digimon. See you forever. Oh, no, actually, you're coming to the real world. So let's just hang out. Now we're sitting under a tree, and now it's finished. And Persona 4, Gold, uh, Persona 4 did the same thing with its resolution. And I'm like, yo, I'm sick of anime doing this shit to me. It doesn't give me, like, a satisfying ending. No. It just gives you, like, a hodgepodge ending of, okay, now it's dead. Quickly, like, Dragon Ball, at least. Dragon Ball Z, at least. Like, you kill Boo, and then three episodes of like future Dragon yeah. Ball Z you know what I mean you still mm. you get like a little bit of closure yeah you don't you're not so rushing Dragon, like the original Dragon Ball series yeah he's all done now and now you see him get married yeah that's it yeah exactly it's, it's like here you go he's married bye <laughs> but then Baba says at the end she goes like oh well see you in Z or something oh yeah, no the narrator says see you in Z she's yeah. like bye <laughs> see you see you later Baba yeah. good old fortune teller Baba Series needs more babas. Series needs more babas, and Baba singing her song of like something, something, something. Fortune teller, Baba. <laughs> oh god, that was awful. That was really bad. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, we're going to play the fortune teller Baba song and insert it at the very end of this podcast, so you have to listen to it too. English or Japanese or both. Japanese, obviously, yeah, definitely. I think just both. <laughs> uh, well, like on top of each other, layer. Yeah, just like remixing together. <laughs> just lay it over each other. Yeah, why not, man? Let's do it. <laughs> 
But um, thank you for joining us, if you have joined us. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll hopefully be back again next week. I don't know what's happening this week. We could, we could, we'll give you our impressions of Diamond and Pearl. We'll see how much we've done, and we'll we'll play it through as much as we can. And then yeah, just that'd say, be like, sweet. Here you go. Here's what we think. It's the same as before. <laughs> it's, it's exactly as we remembered. That's not a very interesting podcast, but uh, maybe, maybe something really good in the news will happen, and... Maybe change the game and change the game and we'll have something to talk about next week but um <sighs> come on Zelda 35 come on Zelda 35 um thank you for joining in and uh listening and just yeah there hope you, you have a lovely week ahead and a great weekend and if you're Doug we'll see you in like 10 minutes uh I've been Zane and I've been Emmerich and we hope you guys have a great time yeah train of train of ambivalence choo-choo away. Yep, take care and join us again on this wild ride. Bye. Bye. Wa-wa-watashi wa uranai baba Kyutona, kyutona uranai baba Shiritai koto wa nani ka shira ちょっぴりせんちなたずねごとわわわたしはうらないばばきゅうとなきゅうとなうらないばばしりたいことはなんかしらちょっぴりせんちなたずねごと<笑>